Ladies and gentlemen. So how did you think it went? Recording. I think you had a good crowd. Moniker. Yeah. We are on Yeah, site. I think it was. There's lots of noise. People are talking. There's music. Just the way it is. This is New York. Raise your hand if you're from Brooklyn. Well, right now. I like your style. I'm kind of adopted, you know. But That's I wear okay. It. I wear Brooklyn. Is that good enough? So we are back at Moniker in Greenpoint. Sold magazine recording in the spray room on the road. And we are here with Mears and Marie. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi, what's up? What's up? Now, we were ringside for your chat about the history of Five Points in the future. That was awesome. That video, uh, some of those clips I'd never seen before. I'm a little fanboy online. I like the videos that are floating around, but that one was a cool one. Thank you, thank you. Um, Now, why uh, why Moniker? Why was this the right venue for you guys to come out and talk to the fans? Well, we got invited, first of all, which was awesome. Thank you, Tina, so much. Um, Moniker is really interesting because it's very different. It's an art fair that's serious but doesn't take itself seriously. Um, there's a huge uh, curatorial aspect in it. Tina is passionate. She's trying to tell a story. She's also trying not to follow trends but set them. And I think the booths here uh, are really about telling a story rather than just selling art. Uh, so to us, it was pretty amazing to be invited. Um, another aspect of it, I think, is uh, she told us this year the theme was kind of Connie Island and the freaks and this kind of like second degree joke about freaks in the art world. And I think Mirrors and myself are definitely freaks in some ways. Uh, usually in the bedroom, but we're not going to talk about. You know. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, well, I'm French. Guys, Welcome to Sold yeah, After to Dark. I had to go there. You know, it's a clown circus. Um, so yeah, for all these reasons, uh, and I think uh, anybody who has experienced monikers this year, and hopefully the one that haven't, and will come tomorrow for the last day, uh, will see a kind of a true core passion from this entire team that came from London. And made everything happen, uh, so it makes sense. It's a passion project. Now Tina was in with us in the spray room for Soul Magazine. I'd say about a month ago, uh, leading up to the event. And besides saying she was a ball of nerves and actually seeming like a rock, what I loved about Tina was she's a fan. She, I love that artist. I was so happy to get them. Or I'm so excited to work with this team. You know, uh, Mears, talk, talk to our our, our listeners about. Why you shouldn't stop being a fan? Um, I'm a fan myself. I mean, it's uh, it keeps you hum. It's part of keeping you humble. It's uh, recognizing other talent. It's not all. I mean, even though graffiti is about writing your name over and over and over and over, and it's about me, me, me. It's it's good to share. It's good to grow, and it's good to uh, remember where you came from, where you want to go. And I think uh, it's it's. In her case, to, to uh, say you're a fan is not a bad thing. It's powerful to be able to admit when you like something. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why people can't do that more often. Now, uh, John, you, uh, one of our contributors, John Domine here, has uh, an affinity for, uh, let's say, sophomoric art. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. I'll Simple, take that as a compliment, funny, I guess. You find out new crude. things about yourself every week, do. don't you? Yeah. So, 
your light bulbs. They're not for kids. What do you mean? They're for anybody. Uh, they're for everyone. To be. Why wouldn't they exactly. be? Exactly. They, they're, you know what? It's funny because you can't really say this is for that or that. I, I was telling someone the other day, an old lady the first day was like, I like this guy. And it was the angriest bulb I do. And I had this big brawly dude is like, I like this smiley guy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it, everybody uh, has some sort of connection to a different expression for different reasons. Some may like the ones I used to do on the streets illegally, you know, like I like those. Those are the ones I remember. Those are the originals. And that's uh, what's, 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 what I consider fun about it is they are, they are different for everyone and everyone has their own story or variation of it. So. Now, you, uh, you handle your business out there, but you stay fun. I stay fun. You stay approachable. You stay yeah. real. Well, you know what? Uh, Define real. Okay, I, I met... I met Mears on um, Fumero's rooftop in Brooklyn. Mm. I think it was three summers ago for Art in the Air. Mm. Oh yeah, it was so much fun. What Thank you, Fumero. Uh, what's up, brother? It was a lot of fun. Great show. And what I what I learned from you that day, you, you took a step back. I said to you, I said, "What's going up?" You go, "I don't know." Yeah. And, and you kind of looked at me like, "That's a silly question." Yeah. And I was like, mm, "Oops." Yeah. And ten minutes later, you had you had a family of bulbs, and I yeah. forget the text that went into it, but it was dope as hell. What, talk, talk about uh, uh, gang projects like that, fun group projects. Is that more fun? Well, or? well, well. First off, I want to say that um, success, fame, growth—it it, it comes with many things. Obviously, you have to to practice your craft and to excel and, and to move forward and to 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 know that you're not your best. A lot of people are in their own uh, so much into themselves that. They don't see room for growth. And, and as long as you know in your soul that there's room for growth, that's a key factor in you growing, as well as you have to respect the full circle of things. Because if there's no fans to appreciate your work, you're really worth nothing but what you are in your own head. I like asking artists, I said, hey, do you think you're going to be a better artist in 10 years than right now? I'm a, I'm a better artist every day I wake then up. you have to be able to learn. Yeah. And people have to be able to give back and, and accept that type of mentorship, yeah. master, apprentice. Yes. I imagine running five points, uh, you know, you had everyone wanting to come up it, after you got a little bit of notoriety for it. It was, it was tough, you know. I, the, I, I had people that painted there that I don't like as a human being. But uh, but I, I really wanted to to remain true to how I ran it and make it something for everyone. Like you know whether you were horrible or amazing, and uh, it was a challenge and it was ever evolving. There was no perfect formula. It was a, a ever evolving thing, and it would have been amazing to see in ten years just how much more evolved it could have been. But, well, uh, and that's why it worked is because you did hold true to the ideal behind it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And I'm glad you actually said that because I think um, oftentimes it's it's hard to – I mean, there's a lot of street beef out there, right? And so if you don't like somebody, you may not want to be working with them even if their their artwork is actually good work, yes. right? And so that happens a lot of the time, and, I'm, and I think it is hard to separate the two and it's say, you know what? I respect the work, and I want to have – I want that to be part of what I'm doing. But I, I might not really like what you you as a person. But I think that's really hard and, to separate. And even more difficult due to the fact that I, I am heavily involved in the art form, not just an outside curator that has a lover, but I am an artist. So it's, it's, it is tough. I think um, Renee Vara, who spoke earlier during the talk as an expert, she said, most artists don't care about other artists. And 
years ago, what really blew me away about Five Points was, and I've said it, uh, I feel Mears was so involved and dedicated to the culture itself that in some way Five Points was his selfless masterpiece. That he was more busy carrying ladders and giving scaffold and getting gallons of paint at Home Depot last minute than actually working on a piece that was due the next day for an actual paying gig. And I helping at Five Points, that's what blew me away the most, was it didn't matter whether he liked, got along, knew. It wasn't about fame. It was like, show me what you're going to do. I feel people need to see this. It doesn't really matter who you are. And what was, it's about what they're going to see. What I, what I grew to love even more is that it was, very, it was contagious. Mm-hmm. And uh, people like DJ Molly Mall, who spun for free, who, who makes a, a perfect living doing what he does, getting paid, and saw something, and, f- and for someone like him as a pioneer, and been through the whole wave of hip hop to to see something in this place to do it for free was was humbling to me. As it's well a testament as, to as you, well as many really. others, yeah. as well as many others. And I and I, and I think there are a lot of people out there, but you know we all have our walls up. We're New Yorkers. We're but to to be able to have a place where people, even if for that day, could just let their wall down. Was, was well, actually, there's a lot of meaning when you think about it, having your walls up, because you gave them a place to have their walls up. Yeah. Yeah. So, my girl, when was the first time you saw me or stuff out there? Oh, gosh. It would have been at Five Points years ago, because you're honestly probably the first artist I ever approached and spoke to on the streets of New York, because you approached me. Again, at Five Points, you were talking about that a minute ago, how you, cu- you would approach the people that you recognized walking around, and you approached me. Yeah. Um, and through you, I learned that the people on the street that do this work, for the most part, are some of the most genuine, real people I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And, I you know, I have a similar story to that, too. I mean, it was only a couple of years ago. I'm newer to actually meeting you and knowing your work. But I also felt that you were completely approachable. And, and, I, and I know that fellow artists have deep respect for you. I know uh, last weekend or... I think it was last weekend, two weeks ago, where you were painting on Melrose with uh, topaz, germs, uh, recipes, and menace. Mm. Topaz and is actually in the house. Topaz. Topaz. Good job. So I just know that. I mean, and you know, for for Ressa, I know it was, she was just like, this is just. I admire him so much, and I'm so happy that I'm able to be painting alongside him, and this is so great. And I know that that's a common theme for people. So I just, I think that that's. That's rare for people in general, but in the art community, I think it's even more respected when that happens. So, I think that's great. Well, you gotta, you know what? I there, I've seen people come and go. You don't, you don't win them all, but you know what? It's the people like Soul that are the next generation that will teach the next generation and keep the story and legacy going. It's important. It's important to 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 learn and to and to pass on lessons. And actually, menace who was on the wall with uh, Ressa and Germs and Toppers. His best friends um, used to paint at 5.2 Drip. And yeah. he's a, he unfortunately passed away. He was hit by a drunk driver, and we hosted his memorial at 5 Points. And Menace has been connected to the building and to Mirrors since he was probably 15 or 16. Oh, I didn't know and that. And to see him do so well yeah. uh, is, is mind-blowing. And, and the same thing with uh, you know the average curious... Uh, fan or or like the the very young untalented graffiti artist that comfort level 
enabled a lot of people to cross over into a lot of people look at it from a, from a far scope and uh, it enabled a lot of people to get up close and personal. Now, I'm going to ask a question that I really hope doesn't backfire in my face. If not, um, we may not... Forewarned, it. forewarned. Here it goes. Give me that chair. No, I'm just um, <laughs> you and Marie have been, rightfully so, and notoriously tight-lipped about the details of your court case. Great job. Right. I don't like you because of it. You made us <laughs> wait. Yep. Um, and when we were finally allowed to, to, you know, be given the green light to do an article about, about your situation, uh, Joanna. Thank you, Joanna. Amazing work. Joanna Pan. Uh, anybody, if you haven't read it, go on Sold Mag NY, read the story uh, confirmed by these two to my left about the facts and the details that were available to us at the time for the, for the five-point saga. But why was that okay? I'm sure you are still getting requests and ignoring requests as they come in. Why, why were we the right people to work with you on this? Joanna is probably the most humble yet thorough person. Uh, she reads and research, question herself, and really truly feels that whatever she's writing, whether one person is reading it, and it should be millions, uh, she cares, and she wants to make sure that whatever is going to transpire in her piece is accurate. She also has the ability to put herself in three different time frame and brain frame, which is extremely humbling because it means she's probably working 18 hours on a piece when most known publication, hey, New York Times, Daily News, what's up? Uh, don't even pay attention or even look at photo credit. And her ability to humble herself and say, the timeline again. I'm not sure I understood this. What was up with uh, the demolition permit? And there was no way we are not going to try to work with her. The only thing we didn't do was being part of the interview because we felt Topaz is an amazing ambassador and actually a plaintiff in the case as well. So was Germs. And we wanted other people to be the voice. And especially me, I'm not a plaintiff. I mean, I can't paint for shit. Um, I'm a witness and I thought it was important it's not just me or one Lady Pink it was Kurt, a community Topaz, it's 21 artists it's 49 pieces of work that's not even 10% of what was on the building and Vara does not protect artists who passed away oh. so you have to be alive to be able and foundation cannot so these like 21 artists also fought symbolically in art history for artists who left their last piece at five points, such as Say, for example, or Young Dre. Or Child. Mm. Or oh, Child. Now, your story, along with a couple of the other missteps by H&M around legal battles this year. Shout out to Revoke. That's right. Revoke, uh, uh, fight the battle, kid. Uh, why now? Why is 2018 the right time for artists to get their their due, why is now the time to fight? Why why couldn't you if this had been the case ten years ago or twenty years ago if this had happened? Well, twenty years ago, I mean, Vara was passed by Kennedy in 1990. So, draw morale and the intellectual right and emotional right to your art as an artist is something that has been recognized in Europe and in France. Shout out France, I'm French. Uh, for centuries, 
it took a Kennedy to pass it. And Vara is not for Picasso and Van Gogh. Vara is for living artists who should stop apologizing for being artists and claiming their intellectual rights and their emotional connection to what they're doing. Um, exposure doesn't pay the bill. Uh, and it's about time that artists, and it's visual artists, it's musician, it's, it's okay to stand up and say, this is my art, this is my guts, this is my work, my sweat, and I am not money angry because I'm standing up for my intellectual property. H&M would sue Lacoste if they were trying to knock out something. Why is it that because public art is given to the public and created first and foremost for the public, why is it okay for brand appropriation? It's not. Public art, street art, graffiti are very selfless acts when it's not a job for hire. And it's about time, in my view, uh, that artists stand up. And since the Five Points case, you have right now a case starting in a Memphis, Tennessee of public murals, uh, which were buffed by the city. Uh, and there is another case starting in Pittsburgh uh, with a gentleman who's been running a non-for-profit and his pieces are, and he's funding all of it and they are being buffed whenever. So hopefully it's a movement and hopefully it's going to empower generations of artists to come. Well, and it does seem like it is a common view because I, I know when the whole H&M thing was, came out, there was a huge outcry by the uh, you know, street art fans, uh, other, uh, other oh. artists who were, who were in support of that. So I think that there is this awareness that's kind of gaining momentum that I think is... Well, and their buildings got kind of dissed worldwide, right. to say the least. I think also there's hope now. People are, you know, there's a lot of people that maybe didn't want to step up because they, they didn't feel that the, uh, the judge would understand the art, that the, the law would side with the art, because it's, you know, but it's evolving, it's changing, and I think... Uh, now artists will, in the future will be like, you know what, maybe I, I should stand up for myself. Maybe it, it's not as uh, lost of a cause as I thought it would be. And it's not an easy process. So sure. let's be honest here. There is nothing pleasant about being in court for five years. But it's worth... How many days did you guys actually sit in court for the 28 trial? Days. 28 yeah. days. That you'll never get back. Well, I got kicked out of court after a week, so... You did? <laughs> 28 days. And endless yoga sessions. But it's yeah. five years. It's five years. Right. It's, and, and I think what people don't understand, because we didn't speak about it, um, I got subpoenaed, and I'm not even a plaintiff. Your record, my conversation, my private text messages with mirrors as a couple right. were submitted. You don't have enough your, air <laughs> Yeah. yeah. They didn't, yes, they didn't use it in the case. I don't know why. Uh, but all of that. So, you know, it's not, let's be, let's be real here. If you're going to go to trial, it's not a pleasant process. No. You lose a huge amount of privacy. Um, sure. and, and, but if you're honest and you're doing it for the right reason, it's fine. You know? I'll do it again. So, I know this is a, 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 a silly question, but I feel like I won on the last one, so I'm going to roll the dice. <laughs> Now, you've worked with some interesting people, art world, music world. Check it for a second. Let's go back to being a fan. We always ask people that come on the podcast, who's your dream collab? Who would you love to work with as an artist? Living or dead. Gandhi. Gandhi. Really? Wow. That's, a, that's a unique 
Great answer, back. I have to say. That's great. Now, Fantastic. How, how would you collab with Gandhi? I don't know what would his No, Gandhi. 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 Oh, <laughs> I you said Gandhi, too. I was like, really? That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Dandy makes, makes a lot more sense. JPL. <laughs> that's like Gandhi, really? Bring, bring that's awesome. Back. I love, I, I that I mean, that's uh, like the original of oh, everything. Oh. I can understand that would yeah. be full circle for your whole life. He's uh, he's uh, one of my uh, my biggest influences. I don't know him. I can't vouch, but he seems, from what I see and what I've heard, to be very humble, and he's impacted a lot of people. And uh, I would love to, if I could, skip back in time for a hot second. Well, I think you're carrying the torch there, so I, I thank you for that, too. I think you're passing it on. Well, before we uh, sign off with you, and thank you very much for your time, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your work online and uh, you know where to follow, besides soldmagny.com, everybody, for the latest on the, the five points. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is hashtag uh, Mears1, M-E-R-E-S-O-N-E. Uh, you could also add us on Instagram, Five Points Creates. We do pop-up uh, ventures here and there uh, as time goes. Uh, my website is currently no, on... No, your website is fine. Uh, Mears1, <laughs> M-E-R-E-S, is up. O-N-E dot com is up. is up. The Five Points site the is temporarily... The Five Points website was hacked, so we're working on that. Uh, and the one thing, we're, we're going to give you a teaser, so... We're starting on a very secret project in June, uh, which will be revealed in July, probably July 19th, if everything goes well. And you guys will uh, see And we're it. officially, right now, telling Soul Magazine... Nice. Uh, that exclusive! We, they will get the exclusive walkthrough the day before. Nice! Yes! Thank you. All right. Thank and you this so is much. a little piece of five points being brought back in Manhattan. Awesome. For the people, by the people. Love it. It's going to be a permanent installation. Oh, and we it love it. will be free for free. anyone to view. Just like That's wonderful. Brilliant. Fantastic. The way it's meant to be. Well, and you heard it wow. first on Sold Magazine. Well, thank so you very much great. for coming on. Thank you for that speech, the video. Uh, best of luck with the um, with the end of the, the trial. And, uh, you know, we'll see you on the other side, guys. Yay. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. Sold out. Yeah.